I'll say, bless the Lord, if you'll say, oh, my soul, bless the Lord. Bless his holy name. Good evening, Kairos. Um, I'm Chris. I'm the pastor here. As a reminder, Kairos is our honest and unique attempt to connect to God and each other. Um, We want to become the kind of people who can bring the whole gospel to the whole person. Thank you. Anywhere, anytime, any place with anybody. We want to do that on Tuesday nights when we gather here. And we want to be able to do that through every other day of the week, whether it's at work, at home, in our relationships, and with our family. And that's a little bit of a challenge. So I have a question for you tonight. How would you respond if tomorrow somebody walked up to you and said, I'm in the mood for a miracle? Would you be ready and willing to bring the whole gospel to the whole person? Would you be excited or nervous about how God might use you as a conduit of his grace? Would you be skeptical and fearful because you've never experienced anything like that and how could God possibly want it for someone else? Or just the opposite, do you have faith that God would do that for someone else but never for you? I ask you that question because someone said that to me. I was walking into a hospital room and there was an expectant mother lying on the bed. And the first thing she said to me when I locked eyes with her was, I'm in the mood for a miracle. Complication after complication for her unborn child and for her alike had led them to a place where the life and well-being of her child and herself was in jeopardy. And she said, I'm in the mood for a miracle. Now, you may think that that statement, when someone says it, is incredibly hopeful and faithful. But the mood that you have to get in for a miracle is quite the opposite. It's a place of frustration and desperation. And it's usually a place you only get to after you have exhausted every possible human resource available to you. And you're afraid. And sometimes that's the place the Lord takes us to remind us that he's a God of miracles. I wonder if any of you in here tonight would have the courage to admit you're in the mood for a miracle. No matter how minor, no matter how major. The text we're going to read tonight, I don't know if the children of Israel, if anyone actually said on their way out of Egypt, I'm in the mood for a miracle. I'd like to think so, because that would help validate my talk. So I'll ask the Lord when I get to heaven, but we'll just pretend that maybe one little ADD kid said it. And I'd be really excited about that. And I don't think they were full of faith and full of hope. I think they were afraid. I think they were frustrated. I think they were exhausted. I think they were skeptical. They had just been liberated from slavery from Egypt. And God had provided miracle after miracle after miracle to get them out of Egypt. And maybe they just thought, hey, we've probably spent all of our religious tokens in the arcade of God's favor. It's bound to run out sometime. Maybe it's because they're following God's directions and he takes them straight into a dead end. 
They're sitting at the brink of the Red Sea. They are refugees on the run in a mass human rights exodus. And Pharaoh, who's promised to let them go because he wants to get rid of these troublemakers, has now changed his mind and realized, I just lost all of my slave labor and my economy's gonna collapse. And behind them is the Red Sea, in front of them, bearing down on them, is the world's largest, most technologically advanced army, ready to destroy them. And they're full of fear, and they're crying out in criticism, and whatever thin sliver of faith that they have left. Sometimes, when you're in the mood for a miracle, it's because you follow God into a dead end. And that's where we'll pick up our story tonight in Exodus chapter 14. We'll be in Exodus chapter 14, starting in verse 21. Would you pray with me before we read God's word? Take a minute and answer this question. What's the one thing you need right now that only Jesus can give you? Take a minute and pray for the person on either side of you that God would meet their needs in a miraculous way tonight. If you'd be so kind, would you pray for me that I might accurately portray the Father's heart through the reading of his word. Jesus, would you go before us in this text and make a way? Holy Spirit, would you give us eyes to see and ears to hear? And together we say, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen. Exodus 14, starting in verse 21. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove back the sea with a strong wind, from the east and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them and all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and the cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He made the wheels of their chariots come off so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and their horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at daybreak the sea went back to its place. 
The Egyptians were fleeing toward it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and the horsemen, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when Israelites saw the great power that the Lord had displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and Moses, his servant. I'll say the word of the Lord if you'll say thanks be to God. The word of the Lord. God makes a way out of no way. We're gonna need to remember this tonight in case any of you are in the mood for a miracle. God makes a way out of no way. If you recall in your journey to freedom, be prepared, the first step after God liberates you is usually met with hardship and opposition. And hardship often blinds us to the reality of God's presence. We look all around, but what it does is it makes us sit still long enough to notice and acknowledge that he's gone before us and he'll make a way because God makes a way out of no way. The Israelites are no different than us. When we face hardships and possible circumstances and we feel like we're in a dead end and it doesn't seem like there's any way out, we start to cry and complain. And the first thought that goes through my mind and your mind is, I wanna go back. I want to go back because slavery is easier than a life-threatening freedom. But God makes a way where there is no way. So be prepared. (laughs) If any of you are in a place where you feel like you've followed God into a dead end and you need him to make a way where there is no way and you're in the mood for a miracle, be prepared that you will be criticized And chances are you will criticize God. Listen to the tongue lashing Moses gets before this incredible event in verses 10 through 13. I'll read it to you. Um, As the Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and they saw there were Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord, apparently very quickly. Then they set their eyes on Moses. (laughs) They said, Moses, Was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you have brought us here to the desert to die? Isn't it a hardship that brings out the best cutting sarcasm in us? (laughs) What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you, it would have been, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptian. We loved our slavery. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than die here in the desert. But it's just what we do, isn't it? when you're afraid and you're frustrated and you're vulnerable and you've exhausted every possible resource, you're desperate. And this is sometimes desperation precedes lamentation, which paves the way for liberation. So it's okay. And for the purposes of our conversation tonight, not only is it okay, I think it's part of the process. Be all right with the fact that you're gonna cry out in frustration to God. And you're going to rifle through all the excuses and you're going to point a finger and say, why in the world is this happening to me? Why isn't this happening to someone else? 
this is your fault. And you're going to point your finger at other people and tell them it's your fault because you don't want to take responsibility for the next step. And you're going to be at that place just like the Israelites, where as silly as it sounds, you're going to say, I want to go back. Because the life-threatening freedom that's in front of you seems too impossible to actually live into. But remember, people, God makes a way where there is no way. I love what Moses says on behalf of the people. He's much more patient than I am. He doesn't cut them back down. He doesn't start. We'll just leave that alone. That's, my imagination is not helpful there. Let's stick to the word of the Lord. Moses says, do not fear, stand firm, and you will see. God will fight for you. You need only to be still. Still long enough to realize you're in the mood for a miracle. Calm your fears, stand firm, and you will see. You're about to see the likes of a miracle that has not been seen since creation. A deed as powerful and original as the creative act itself when the Holy Spirit brooded over the chaotic waters of creation and parted away and made sure there was dry land for human beings. Once again, God is going to do something that drastic and dramatic. And side note, by the way, in this text, this miracle is not instantaneous. The answer to Moses' prayer and his outstretched hands is not the parting of the sea. It's a wind blowing on his back and more fear and frustration. And all night long, the wind blows until the waters start to part. So a couple of reminders, because I've got a feeling there's some of you in here who are in the mood for a miracle, and I feel like I need to tell you what you're about to get into. First, in the midst of desperation and lamentation, remember, all miracles are not instant. This one took all night long. It could also be argued it was 100 years in the making worth of prayer. Second, be prepared. When the miracle comes, it's no longer time to sit still. Moses says very directly, okay, guys, don't be afraid. Stand firm. You will see. You need only to be still. God will fight for you. Do you know what God says in the next verse? Move on. <laughs> I'm fighting for you. I've stepped into the breach. Stay right behind me. Because liberation that, leads, that comes from our desperation often requires perspiration for us to take the next step into. It's time to get up and take your mat and walk. God has provided a way, and it's time for us to realize the Holy Spirit wants us to work out a holy sweat to encounter the promised land and the promised one. So remember, sometimes you sit still and watch God fight for you, but once he does, it's time to move. And number three, if you thought the miracle means being afraid part was over, I'm so sorry. If you thought the miracle meant less sacrifice and not more, I'm so sorry. And if you thought freedom was less costly than slavery, I'm so sorry. Miracles are more dangerous than the mundane. And when God makes a way out of no way, you can bet his way is straight through the waters. Two million Israelites would have to have moved deeper into fear and faith and trust that night. Every step of the way, 
venturing deeper in while the walls of water are being withheld by God's power and his providence. And every step means there's no turning back. Every step is deeper into trust. And in scripture, water always signifies chaos and fear. And if you're in the mood for a miracle tonight, just remember his way is straight through the waters. So if you found that you've followed God into a dead end tonight, and if you want to believe that God can make a way out of no way, and if you're ready to pray your way through desperation and frustration into liberation, and if you're ready for the perspiration that that's going to require, then I can assure you of this. You will stand on the other side of those shores. And you'll be able to join an ancient chorus sung by the children of Israel that sounded like this. Yesha, God saves. How can I make that promise when I don't know where you are or how God wants to work in your life or when he will work in your life? Because I know a thousand years later, a baby would be born and his name was Yeshua, which means God saves. And guess what? His way was through the waters, and even though he walked on top of the waters, his way was straight to a cross. And the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus has secured for us the promise and the fact that God made a way where there was no way for us to be called the children of God. So if you want to be in the mood for a miracle, just remember that the promised one is calling you into the promised land straight through the waters. Amen? All right. Yeah. So we don't need to talk about it anymore. We need to respond to it. So here's what we're going to do. Normally, we take 120 seconds to listen to the voice of God and respond. It's still available if you need it. But I need to know if there's someone in the mood for a miracle tonight who's, risk, who's ready to risk putting their pride, their skepticism down for the chance to be prayed with and prayed for for God to make a way where there is no way. So I'm gonna ask the band to come and they're gonna play a song called The God of Miracles. It's new. It can be a play over you song or you can jump right in as soon as you pick it up but I'm gonna ask our prayer team and our entire staff to come up here and we're gonna go for it. We're going to be in the mood for a miracle tonight. No miracles too minor or too major and we're just gonna see what the Lord's gonna do when we cry out to him in our desperation or our frustration. There's some of you too who have recently experienced liberation but the first thing you stepped into was hardship and you're wanting to go back. And I think you need a miracle to continue to claim the promises that God has for you. So if that's you in here tonight, you're welcome to come forward. It may take your body practicing the courage of walking forward to realize that when you walk out of here, you can walk through the waters. I don't have anything else to say 
and I don't know how to say it any other way to make it less scandalous. It's gonna require faith on my part, and it's gonna require faith on your part, but it's not gonna be because we don't ask. So Lord, we believe, help our unbelief.